Welcome, Welcome to, to Quick, Quick Shots. Shots. Quick Shots. Shots. Welcome to Quick Shots with James and Mitch. Uh, I guess I'm due for two this week, Mitch. So I might uh, ah. let you open up the batting. Um, in fact, no, no. You know what? It's your birthday, you, so you deserve to. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I've changed my mind. I'm gonna, and I, and I love this one for you. I, 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 that's why I want to get in early with it. It's from Luke, and mm. Luke wants to know: Is there a relationship? between proximity to a beach and capital growth of a property? It's a great question, Luke. Um, and it's actually interesting to think about it because you do see a lot of growth around coastal suburbs and beaches, but I don't think the growth is necessarily um, due to the beach alone. I think your growth is mainly driven by the population funneling into that area. So I think that you there's more of a relationship between the beach and population growth, which in turn results in capital growth. So I guess there is an indirect relationship there, but just as, um, you know, like we, we were speaking prior to the podcast, James, about um, Castle Hill, which is one of the fastest growing um, uh, suburbs uh, over the last 12 months. And that's, yeah, 45 minutes from the closest beach. So yeah, there is an indirect relationship. However, would you get capital growth for just being near a beach? I don't think so without the population. Uh, Good one. Moving on to your question, James. Stephanie, now this is uh, this is this is all you. What <laughs> impact will the SunCorp and ANZ merger have? Do you think it should have gone ahead? And also, maybe just explain mm. what's happened there, because a lot of listeners may not yeah. um, be across that. So we tried to sneak that in. It was hot off the press as we went to record yesterday, and uh, and it, we just weren't quite ready. So we, we will deal with it in the main uh, body of of the podcast next week. But uh, for those who aren't familiar, SunCorp has an insurance. Business business, which probably, would you say Suncorp's insurance business is more well-known than its banking? Yeah, I would, I, I would think I, so. I would think so. It's certainly a lot lot bigger. Yeah. Um, so the ANZ Bank have bought the banking business within Suncorp uh, for $4.9 billion. Phew. It was announced a couple of years ago. The Australian uh, Competition and, and uh, Consumer um, Commission or whatever it's called, the ACCC, they blocked it in the first instance because they thought it was going to um, uh, stifle competition within the banking industry. ANZ appealed it and actually got up uh, this week. So we'll now go ahead. It's about a $4.9 billion purchase. Now, to put that in perspective, ANZ make like I think last year they made seven or eight billion dollars in a year just in profit. Yeah. So, so <laughs> ANZ massive business, uh, massive bank by comparison. Suncorp fairly small. Um, uh, is a Queensland based bank, and they've got to keep a Queensland head office. So, look at the end of the day. A lot of those smaller banks have been swallowed up by the big banks. Um, you know, Bank West was swallowed up by uh, Commonwealth Bank. Um, uh, you know, there's 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 quite a number of them. Uh, St George by Westpac, etc. So look, I don't think it'll have a big impact. We, we've seen it before, and and it didn't have a huge impact. And um, and do I think it should have gone ahead? Um, well, I don't know. Hopefully, um, if it follows the same track that, say, St. George and Westpac has followed, then I would think it would be good because St. George is still a really competitive bank in their own right and, and it would seem that Westpac being a bigger company um, supporting and, and sitting behind St. George has allowed it to be really competitive in the market. So if, if it follows that trajectory, I think it's a good thing for borrowers. So, 
Yeah, I think uh, we'll detail that in a bit more detail next week, but um, no huge impact. And, yeah, I think it's a good thing for borrowers. Mm. Uh, Mosin, here we go. Um, This is uh, probably a really common question, I would say. Mm. Um, Is cash flow on a property more important than capital growth? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Look, I think you need both, right? But I think you can skew your investment towards one or the other. And Mm. I think, you know, James, you've probably given this example, I think the other week where you explained it like a fulcrum where, you know, the more cash flow you get, you trade off your capital growth. And the more capital growth you get, you typically will trade off your cash flow. So I think, um, you know, where you sit in that fulcrum largely comes down to a number of factors, age, um, you know, strategy, all of that. So typically for a younger person with higher earning capacity, you'll probably want to be skewed more towards growth and, and, you know, trade off cash flow. But say for someone that's approaching um, retirement, maybe not able to get that borrowing capacity like they once could and looking for some extra income, then skew towards cash flow and trade off growth. But either way, I think you need both. Is one more important than the other or it just depends on your, you know, your, your, your individual circumstances? Very good. Uh, that was good timing. Uh, Matt, have a good weekend. It Thank is you. your... Birthday celebrations, I assume. You're yeah, gonna... yeah, it's um, rump cap and a red wine on Saturday for lunch. Oof. So that'll be um, that'll be at my uh, my favourite restaurant in Broadbeach, nice. and then uh, a bit of golf too, which is uh, another favourite activity of mine. So steak and golf for the weekend, James. It's looking, Very nice. it's all coming up, Mitch. Guys, if you got questions, send them in. Uh, if we had a few questions about negative gearing. If, if that was you guys um, and, and you're saying, why didn't we get to it? We covered it, the negative gearing stuff a couple of weeks ago. So uh, just go back a couple of weeks and you'll, you'll see some, some answers there. Have a great uh, weekend and we will see you next week. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.